Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The following program is brought to you by the Preferred Home Team. Content is provided for general information only and should not be treated as a substitute for professional advice from your legal or real estate advisors. Welcome to the Real Estate Radio Hour, a forum of ideas, plans, and expert advice on all things real estate. Andy Prasky with Remax Advantage Plus was named Super Agent by Minneapolis St. Paul Magazine. Chris Rooney of Remax Preferred is a Lakeshore and Luxury Home Specialist. Together they cover the Twin Cities. This combined dynamic duo has sold over 2,000 homes. Ranked in the top 1% nationwide, top 10 in the state of Minnesota, and still have time to get together every Saturday to talk about real estate. Here's Abby Prasky and Chris Rooney, Denny Law, and the Real Estate Radio Hour. Welcome again to this edition of the Real Estate Show here on E3O WCCO. Chris and Andy uh, in studio with a special guest who they will introduce here in a moment or two. But as uh, always, I always like to find out, since it's been a week, we were at the State Fair, and here we are back in the studio, and uh, how was your week in real estate, both of you? It it's, uh, it's went well. Um, you know, a little, little slow after, you know, when you do a holiday and people are getting back to school, but uh, still got people getting ready to get their homes ready and get them on the market. Took me till about Tuesday to get through all the fan mail that uh, was making fun of me for telling us that last week Travis was from the wrong company, so... Yeah. <laughs> which was which was funny because again Travis and I have been buddies for years and I mean you know like I said we figured out 14 years after the show so um but yeah no the the week Denny actually I've been doing a lot of prep for um this uh, event that starts today actually it's it's going to launch here at noon is the parade of homes and oh, so yeah. I've been running around I've got a couple relationships out there where we're um, five different developments we're representing and uh, getting ready and we're anticipating one of the best fall parades of homes really? that we've seen. The momentum is there. The developments are, are ready. The The housing stock is really exciting. I think that the listeners um, that have, have talked to us for years and saying, hey, do you have any one-level affordable housing? And now we finally have some alternatives to apartments and condos. We actually have some detached single-family homes that are 1,400 square feet, kind of playing off the tiny home, but sure. yet not feeling like a tiny home. And uh, allowing yourself to have a smaller yard, kind of like a city lot, you yeah. know, where you can have your own garden and do what you want to do with it without having the association fees and things like that. So, Great idea. Yeah, yeah. So we're uh, I'm pretty optimistic about this fall. I know that we've we've seen uh, showings in the traditional market have slowed down. You're starting to see those for sale signs sit there a little longer, which is kind of like Chris, you said earlier in the season is kind of normal for this time of year. Um, but it, we're starting to, I think, we'll take the turn here and start picking up from here through uh, Thanksgiving. Yeah, I thought it was kind of interesting. Um, it really, at the it's almost been a week now. We had five offers on five different properties, and not one of them has been completed yet, which I thought was really kind of interesting because usually, you know, you get them done. But the negotiating part is mm-hmm. that, you know, the sellers aren't looking to give them away, and the buyers are looking to take them away, right? <laughs> you know, for a really good price. And that uh, 
And so I think it's just kind of uh, kind of jockeying and making sure that, uh, you know, I think it, it, it has to turn into a win-win. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes when you get a little market slowdown that people look at it and say, okay, here's a great, a great time to be able to take advantage of something. Right. And uh, it's not necessarily true. But, yeah, hopefully you get them engaged. You want to get them engaged. Uh, they make an offer. Typically, you can kind of bring that thing together. So, Absolutely. You know, yeah. I think I agree with you uh, that the, uh, some of the properties, too, are listing right now that were, you know, boy, the house across the street and sold in two hours. And now we're seeing where they're on the market three, four, five days. They get their first showings. And it's it's not as fast necessarily in, in the end of summer. But like I said, you know, that's a timing thing, though, too. Just, you know, we call it kind of the dog days of summer that the end of the summer here until everybody gets back into school and settled in and, you know, there's lots of new sports starting up right now, and everybody's got all these distractions, as we say, other than housing. In a couple of weeks, you know, we get to that where it's the, the after the leaves change color and everybody's gotten used to the fall schedules, then we'll start seeing the people coming out. And I always say the second, third, fourth week of the parade, and then the month after that, we get very, very busy. So those of you thinking of selling, this is a fantastic uh, time to position yourself to get on the market. Yeah, and really this time at the start of September is kind of like the start of the July. Mm-hmm. You know, because everyone is, they're they're settling in and doing the things. And then, okay, now we're in, now let's go again. So kind of uh, interesting. But I think the other interesting thing is it's actually the 69th year for the Parade of Homes. Isn't that crazy? I, yeah, I remember. Um, the first one? Not too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I knew he was going to say something like that. But I was going to say, I remember I was part of that parade doing it uh, yeah. on the 50th year. Wow. When it was the 50th. And uh, it's changed a little. The times of... Uh, Kind of condensed a lot more now, mm-hmm. uh, whereas before, I mean, it used to be six days a week for four weeks wow. straight, and all you did was you lived in that model home. Sure. And so now I think it's it's gotten a lot better. You know, they give the times that people are actually going to be there mm-hmm. rather than a twelve to four on a Wednesday afternoon. Well, you know, and I think they're too. They're they're adding a little uh, more fun to the parade too. So those uh, people that are looking for more energy efficiencies, they're. They're getting out there, and they've got the green energy tour. So you can actually tour the builders that are making a conscious effort to make their homes more energy efficient, um, you know, make uh, less of an impact. Um, they've got some of these other houses that are featured as the luxury homes. Like there's uh, there's one that uh, is out in Minatrista, Charles Cudd Company built. That's $2.285 million and uh, it's the most expensive house in the parade. And that I remember when we start, I started 18 years ago, the most expensive house was there was a builder, Michael Halley Homes, had a – a million dollar home. And I thought, oh my gosh, who can afford a million dollar home? Well, now you look at those numbers, there's 22, excuse me, 36 houses priced over a million dollars, Denny, in this parade. I know it. Yeah. There's 22 houses priced under 300,000 and everybody's in the middle. And so there's a lot of competition. So that it's an interesting, you know, there's not a lot of people fighting for the bottom. And how many total homes? uh, 400 and uh, let me see my cheat sheet here. 406. So that's a pretty good parade. I mean, a couple, you know, 2000 and was it 10 and 11, it was less than half that. It was really low. And then there's been years where 2005, I think it was, there was like 800 houses or something crazy. The book looked like the phone book. So <laughs> there's some new neighborhoods coming out. Uh, I saw that one in Lakeville, uh, Homes by Tradition and Highmark Homes both mm-hmm. have models. And it's in reverence. It's a, it's a really very, you know, two and a half acres to four acre lots that are, mm-hmm. every one of them is absolutely beautiful from about 220 to lots that are 499,000. Mm. But uh, it's the lots. Yeah. Wow. Remember where territory was? Yes. That over, yeah. Out by Heritage Links Golf Course, they have these and it just sits in there beautiful. And the homes will probably be in that one, two to two, two, five mm-hmm. area. So um, that's a, that's a real nice area. Beautiful land. I walked that thing before. 
it was ever, um, you know, platted and all, and it was, knew it was going to be beautiful. And they did a great job. Tradition mm-hmm. um, development yeah. did that one. So yeah, they do a great job. Um, there's a, there's, you know, definitely and the other, the other thing too, is I know you guys have listened to all the commercials, but they do have, um, you can grab a copy of that book at uh, the holiday gas station stores, um, or go to parateofhomes.org. And then you can actually do a digital tour as well. You can see a lot of the houses, line up your tour, and then pick your spots. Um, but, yeah, that runs through uh, October 1st, so starting today and noon to 6. It's always fun time, you know, to do well, that. And, you know, it supports it the local economy. Outing. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's a lot of people uh, going to build. I think it's over 50 people on average, on the average home that will touch that house, you know, just laborers and, and suppliers. And, you know, and you, you are supporting the local economy when you're building a new house, labor-wise and materials-wise. Yeah, and throughout the show, we're going to talk a little more about the parade, different uh, facts that we have, talk about some of the new trends that are coming in. Yeah. But we're also going to talk about association-maintained homes and or condos and how that uh, affects qualifying. Uh, Travis Christensen with uh, Bay Equity is with us here today. <laughs> that was good. Yeah. That, that was, really was the good. right company yeah. Yeah, and everything. Yeah. <laughs> You're a pro, man. So, thank you. <laughs> it's good when you write it <laughs> My down, My napkin Andy. was smeared, just for the record. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, so there's a, there's a lot of things to uh, take uh, into account when you're doing an association. A lot of advantages and disadvantages, and and then there's some qualifying things as well. So we'll get to that after, uh, I guess, the next break, huh? Well, we can do that if you like. We'll do this and uh, go longer next time. Should we do that? <laughs> All right. We'll take a break. Be right back here on The Real Estate Show on 830-WCCO. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. And welcome back to the birthday boy. Hey, happy it's, birthday to it's you. It's Chris's birthday yes. today. Mr. Oh, nice of you to spend uh, your birthday with us for a while. Well, yes. Big, big plan. Nice for- of you to have a birthday <laughs> drink in the studio in the morning, too. That was... Uh, this is the real estate We're not show, by to talk the about way. That? Yeah, but uh, Chris is uh, celebrating a birthday today, and uh, big five one. Wow. Happy birthday, brother! If just a kid. Just Andy a kid. keeps talking about me being much, much older, but uh, not the case. One it is. Yeah. All right, we'll have a have a happy returns of the day. Yeah. Thank in the you. Me- in the meantime, we'll uh, we'll talk Thanks some more real estate, estate uh, here on the real estate show. And uh, for those just joining us, who did who did you guys bring with you? Travis Christensen with Bay Equity is with us today, and. Uh, going to talk a little about uh, associations. Um, you know, Travis, we run into uh, associations like uh, with FHA that mm-hmm. aren't even eligible for FHA financing, mm-hmm. which is a, which becomes a problem for a lot of people. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, <clears throat> it, it wasn't such a big problem about three or four years ago. Uh, um, but what actually ended up happening is it's, it's actually fairly expensive in these associations for them to maintain the FHA approval. And so on an annual basis, there's a cost. Um, and what we've actually seen is a lot of the associations in the metropolitan area uh, lose their FHA approval. And in turn... And some um, don't even know it. I've ran the, into that. The majority of people don't even yeah. know it. Um, and I've had a lot of buyers where they've had offers accepted on properties and associations. And we actually have a deadline of you know end of September 2014 to get the loan closed before the FHA approval on that uh, uh, association was up. And so <clears throat> what, how it drastically affected the, the, the owners of these properties is you literally just chopped out 75, 80% of your buyer Jeez. target Definitely market. Definitely on price range. And they sure. didn't even know it. Yeah. 
you know, so that's. Um, so how do I, Travis? I'm a listener, and I'm. I, how do I check with my association to make sure that they are FHA approved before I decide to sell my house? Yep. You can actually go. Um, you can check with your uh, association board, obviously, mm-hmm. and they're going to know. Yep. Um, if it's if it's FHA approved, otherwise, you can actually go to uh, just Google FHA uh, eligibility. Okay. And there's actually a property. Um, you can uh, search. You can do a property search right in there, and it's it's actually fairly simple to find. Okay. Cool. Located, so. Um, nice. Yeah. You know, Andy, why don't we mm-hmm. talk about defining what an association is? Because there's different types of associations yeah. that people have. Sometimes yep. it's just, you know, for the landscaping monuments and kind of some joint stuff. Well, I was going to say, almost every associate or every home, uh, you know, uh, development that we have now has an association of some kind to maintain uh, the outlots, to maintain the monuments. The cities are requiring the developers to have some form of association. So, when you say, I don't want any kind of an association, I wouldn't eliminate a development because of that. I would, What I'd do is I'd read the fine print because they may allow you to have a work truck in your front yard and still have an association, but they want somebody to make sure that the ponds have the fountains running and they can collect enough money to keep the energy going, you know? So it, that it, protects your value. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Just make sure that you align your development and your, your new community with, you know, what you want to, you know, have for a lifestyle because, I mean, we've had this where, you know, Hey, I'm a, I'm a worker and I have a work truck and then, you know, unless I have a really big garage, I can't fit that in the garage. I make a good living. I've got a half million dollar house, but I still have a work truck. Right. And some associations just won't allow it. So, you know, and some will, but it's a, um, I think that when most people think associations, they're thinking of communities that are having the lawn taken care of and the plowing of the snow and the, you know, trash and, an interesting concept. I just, I was learning about this. A quick little tip is when you're flipping through even a townhouse can actually be a condominium. You look at is the water bill being paid on, and that's a trick from our old Travis uh, that he taught me too, is that he says, look and see if the water bill is being paid by the actual association. That's a lot of times it's a good hint that that's actually a condominium instead of just a regular townhouse association. So it can be classified differently, and the, the financing would be categorized a little differently too for the buyer. Well, associations can really vary too. I mean, some are, you know, um, taken quarterly and it might be eighty, ninety dollars every quarter, you know, so a couple two, three hundred dollars mm-hmm. a year. And then there's some that I mean I've shown condos downtown, you know, are well over a thousand dollars. Yeah. Just depends on what kind of amenities and stuff. A month you have. or a year? A month. Yeah. A month. And it's crazy, uh, yeah, isn't it? some of the utilities are involved. So I think that kind of comes to the question of qualifying with that stuff. You know, um to me I think what's really interesting is the the mortgage company mm-hmm. um if you have an association fee and you're charged that, that's going to go against your qualifications. Oh, definitely. But yet on a single family home, so let's just say that association <clears throat> fee covers my gas and electric, mm-hmm. you know, in there, and it's in the association fee, that counts against you. But on a single family home, it your doesn't. utility bills don't count against you. So you, you technically yeah. can afford less, usually, association maintained housing than you can single families, what you're saying. Yeah. Do you have an example of that buying power? Um, so I was actually, <clears throat> coincidentally, uh, uh, last night I met with the borrower. Uh, husband and wife looking at purchasing a townhome, uh, Lakeville, around 200000 bucks, And we actually went through, and, you know, on average for that purchase price range, it's going to be about two to two fifty. Um, You know, that's with the yard care and um, yard care and driveway, uh, plow, snow removal. But we actually went through and we broke How down. How about Andy's water bill? Andy's water <laughs> bill. Andy's water bill, okay. Got a lot of water phones. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but we actually did kind of a price comparison. I always do this with buyers because <clears throat> a lot of the times they're kind of shocked uh, at the difference. But on a $200,000 purchase price on a townhome, 
with that association dues, uh, their buying power was actually around 260 on a single family home. And so with that, just, you know, 250 bucks a month for the association due, they could afford a $260,000 single family. And it completely switched their mindset over to, okay, now we're going to look for single family. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, when it comes to a, a, a townhome and an association too, I mean, sometimes it's like, you know what, it might be worth it. So if I don't have a ton of money to replace siding or, uh-huh. or roofs, you know, but not all of them are covered under association. You got to know that too. Mm-hmm. But in a, in a way, it's kind of like a little savings plan that you have that if it's catastrophic and something big happens, you know, all of a sudden I own this single family home and I can't replace the siding because it's 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 bad because I don't have enough money mm-hmm. in a place of association that they'll take care of it and it's taken care of. Well, you know what I've always said too? I've sat down with a lot of uh, people that are getting ready to retire and they're like, okay, Andy, we just lifestyle change here. We got to move out of the single family home and move into this. You know, everything's taken care of. And- there are so many questions you have to ask yourself before you decide that. That's a complete lifestyle change. We've talked about this before. And now you're not necessarily going to be able to plant your flowers or decorate for your holidays the way you want to. Or maybe you want to put the big pumpkin out front and maybe your association doesn't allow it. And so, Just not orange pumpkins. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> or if you're like my mother, she decorates the whole house, which is fantastic. Yep. Um, but no, the, the thing is, is that the um, what I was going to say there was is that, you know, you get into a situation where you have the single family home. Now, take a look at hiring the maintenance. And and one thing that I'd say is this. You'd be shocked at how reasonable to get someone to come in to, to mow your grass for the whole year. There's some people that will say, you know, hey, it's $100 a month. Some people, it's 50 bucks a week, whatever, depending on the size of your yard, how much you have them doing. But I go, add that up. There, there are some months where you're going to get by for literally $200 a month for somebody taking care of the exterior of your house. Set the extra 50 bucks aside like your association does to put in the till for the bigger improvements down the road that are in 10, 15, 20 years for the new roof or whatever. And and then you're doing the exact same thing. You're just living on your own terms in your own house and you can do what you want when you want, which I think is kind of cool because every guy that I've been helping downsize says, where do I put my fishing boat or where do I put my shop or whatever? And now also we don't have room for that shop or that whatever. And, and they did at their existing house and it's, it's really hard to downsize. I've seen a lot of people struggle with it. So yeah. And I think, but I think on the other side too, though, is that, you know, once people do that and you start hiring people, because I've had the exact same conversations with people, because the one thing I find out is that after you move and you make a drastic move, so let's just say that you're on your acreage and you have a pole barn and now you go into a, a con, or a townhome or even a condo, I mean, it, it's shock, yeah. you know, and the, the space goes down and your whole lifestyle changes and you don't have anything that you used to have. Right. You know, and so it kind of can freak some people out. Well, and, you know, I think, though, too, just in all fairness, if you're moving downtown, you're you're deciding to change your life. You want to be able to, you want to walk to the restaurants, you want to grab the light rail to the game, whatever it is, that's a different light. That's Then you, I think, think differently than you would if you're heading to a townhouse like up in Elk River where you're moving from acreage in Elk River to a townhouse in Elk River. That That's what, you know, that's where I think people really, I don't know, get the pinch, as you're saying. Yeah. But when you say that too, I mean, association living is a lifestyle. That sure. is a lifestyle. It's kind of like you know, I mean, and their thought process is, "Hey, we're just gonna we're gonna shut the door and we're out and of go. here." Yep. And then, and it's true. You can do that. You know, yep. and take care of it. So, but there's a cost to that luxury. There is. Oh, what do we got? Uh, we're not well, he said he said we're not good enough for a break yet. So keep oh, talking, yes. buddy. <laughs> we haven't impressed anyone yet. <laughs> yeah. There's a bell that but goes off. But there is a lot yeah. of advantages and disadvantages. Uh, one of them is the fee. Mm-hmm. You know, a uh, disadvantage for a fee 
I mean, some of those fees, like I said, can get very, very expensive. Mm-hmm. And uh, and the other part is is that you don't have a lot of say in what that fee goes to. Right. But the other part is on the advantage part is that let's just say you have a neighborhood, mm-hmm. uh, you can get some amenities that you couldn't afford on your own. Maybe mm-hmm. like a pool or a tennis court. You know, where you're all kind of putting in your money to be able to have those amenities. That's true. Which is kind of nice. It is kind of nice. All right. I tell you what. Let's take a break. We have more show to come, more of the real estate show here on 830 WCCO. Stay with us. We'll be right back. And welcome back to this portion of the real estate show here on 830 WCCO. Chris and Andy in the studio. We were at the state fair. Hope you had the chance to stop by. And Man, was that Say fun. hello to their handsome faces. But they're hiding away now in the in the studio. Yeah, you know, we we were. T- you want to introduce uh, Travis uh, too for those who maybe joined us late. Well, it's Travis Christensen. He's with Bay Equity. Um, <laughs> I'm not allowed to introduce the guests <laughs> yeah, anymore exactly. after we'll last week. Blacklist. Andy, quiet. <laughs> and uh, we've been talking about you know the advantages and disadvantages of association uh, maintained homes, townhomes, mm-hmm. uh, condominiums. And uh, Andy, wouldn't you think that? Um, an association that maintained by an association protects your value? For sure, because not everybody has the same version of cleanliness. I mean, you can, from a, a listing agent perspective, I see it every day almost when we're out looking at houses to put up for sale and one version, person's version of it's ready for sale and they, well, we're coming back, we're having the, the carpet sanitized, we're having this done, and, and you're like, this house is already beyond what the industry would expect for clean you're fine. And they still push it farther. And then you get the other guy that has the stack of, you know, the Time Life magazines in the corner he's collected since he was a little kid. And uh, these are valuable. I'm keeping these. And you're like, but can you keep them somewhere else? And they don't see that as being a, a, a distraction. You yeah. know, I call it distraction. But from an association, too, it's kind of like, you know, if we're if we're doing a single family home, your neighbor could have 72 cars, you know, parked outside, mm-hmm. you know, in association, that's probably not going to happen. Right. You know, but there is some cases where um, rentals, that might be a disadvantage. Like if mm-hmm. you owned a place that you might not be able to rent that, you know, the association is going to make that choice for you. But there's some cases in which that sometimes they get too many rentals in them mm-hmm. and then it screws up for financing as well. Yeah. And we actually, it's a, it's a very common thing that we run into on the financing side. <clears throat> um uh, very simple. For example, if you're looking to purchase a condo in a development and there is uh, over 30% of the units are being rented out, that property is no longer eligible for the uh, for Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac financing. And so an FHA is actually 25%. So, you know. You know, it's interesting about that and, and why that is, is because investors are much more apt to walk away mm-hmm. a lot quicker than the other people. And so, uh, financing company looks at that and says, oh, hey, those odds are not very good. And we know if the association goes down, your values are destroyed. Yeah. Oh, it, it, we saw that up in Hugo. Over. There was beautiful three-bedroom, two-bath, two-car garage, um, townhouses for sale. This was 2008. They were going for 44000 to 46000 They could not be financed. They were so defunct that only ones that were coming in were cash buyers. They were buying houses that were never even lived in. They were bought by investors, turned back to the banks, and I mean, what a what a in a horrible way, a good opportunity for people to come in and invest. I was just going to say because now that. they're selling the two thirties, but you know, back then, and all it they was needed horrible. to really do was restore the association. That's it. You know, so people, I mean, the financing, the bank, so you could actually finance it rather than an owner financing your contract for deed or paying right. cash, right. and you know, for people's you know peace of mind that things are going to get taken care of. Well, and you know, here's what's crazy though too, and I'll go. I don't want to talk about this whole show, but what was good for that situation was. 
when people were in those units and they were not foreclosed on yet and they were not paying, there was such a majority of the association not being paid, it defuncted the association. Once the banks took over, the banks would bring those into arrears. They would take them from being in arrears back to current. And they so a lot of times these associations, once they would, the banks would take over, would have a, a influx of cash as an owner. That was the REO days, you know, so the bank owned properties. And then they'd go up for sale. But it just took years for that system to wash itself back through. But the, the banks actually were the source of cash that brought a lot of these associations back to life when they were taking these properties over. So just I think another, we always hear the banks being bad. This was a case of where the banks actually were doing the right thing. So Yeah, well, and I think it's interesting. You talk about the banks, and typically you talk about a foreclosure. But an association can also foreclose on somebody. You if they're it. not If they're not been paying their association dues, they can foreclose and be able to take that place over as mm-hmm. well. Did you run into? I mean, in the in the the, the great times mm-hmm. between two thousand six and two thousand about thirteen, um, did you <laughs> see that a lot? Have problems with those associations? Like, well, that? the associations were a problem. The big problem is with a condo or a single a townhome; they're almost identical units. So you have someone foreclosed. Obviously, it's going to be a, dis- a distressed sale, and the value is going to be substantially lower on that sale than if you were to clean it up, present well, and sell it on a normal listing. And so that was our big problem that we ran into as these values significantly decreasing because of so many foreclosures. And the values, you know, it's an identical home selling for, you know, 20, 30% less than what you probably paid for it a year ago. And so it, the, it affecting values with the foreclosures was a big thing that we ran mm-hmm. into. So that is kind of, a, you know, the pros are are very you know, uh, obvious to me, you know, the maintenance, the lifestyle, the easy move in and go when you want, do what you want. But the the cons necessarily is that you're part of a group now and that group can affect your property value. That group can also affect your resaleability of that property. So when you're looking at association main prop, maintained, uh, you know, properties, just make sure to really review the books. I think a lot of people don't realize there's, you know, 10 days in the beginning that you have a chance to review all of those documents. I want you to look at the financials don't be afraid to call that association president or call the actual person that's taking care of the books and say, how do we look? Is this, does this look healthy? How are we, can we survive for three, four, five years? And I know the banks will do the same, right? You're, well, you're and and I was going to say, we actually pay for it. So, um, and, and in a lot of cases, the buyer pays for it too. Um, I'd say it's about 50, 50, but we actually request a full condo questionnaire. Mm-hmm. And that's something that a lot of lenders don't provide to the borrowers. Mm-hmm. Uh, so request it, ask your loan officer, can I get the condo questionnaire? And it's, you know, it's a good solid 20, 30, 40 pages, but that is all their financials. That's all the useful information that you should be looking over with your realtor. That's a great tip. Yep. Yeah, you know, uh, just so the listeners know that when we write a purchase agreement that has a common interest uh, community, which is an association, that you get up to 10 days in which to review those association documents. Mm-hmm. You can waive it after three days, but you have to be able to review those documents. They want to make sure that you can review them. Um, and then that I think is important to note too, that that time doesn't start until you get all of the documents. Mm-hmm. So it's the covenants, the bylaws, the rules, restrictions, and a resale disclosure statement, which kind of covers this, what you're talking about, but probably not as in depth. And th- I'm going to throw you for a curve here, but I, I wanted to say one, uh, kind of last comment on that. A lot of people that are retiring and they'll say, okay, I, I just sold my house and I have 250,000 in cash and I want to go out and buy my townhouse or my condo for 250. And they realize real fast that it needs to be 350 or 300. And then they look at and they say, well, what do we, how do we, you know, I don't want to finance anything or I don't want to, can we borrow as little as $50,000 mm-hmm. against a townhouse? 
Will you borrow to somebody that's in their 80s? I mean, this is a this is fascinating to me that that's, people think this. They think yeah. that, well, I'm too old. Nobody will give me a loan. They can't discriminate. So it's like mm-hmm. it's financial is really another word for tool, yeah. in my opinion. So how do you get where you need to be? Keep your and, – and I look at the interest rates right now. Oh, my goodness. Borrowing, you know, $50,000, the payment would be – Couple pizzas. Well, that's. I mean, honestly, they're. You know, in a lot of situations, their money is better off parked in an investment vehicle. It's probably sitting in anyways. You know, versus the three point seven five percent, you know, mm-hmm. interest rate or whatever it's going to be on that mortgage. And so, um, to answer your question, we do not discriminate against age. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, second off, we. You know, a lot of banks will lend down to. You know, twenty, twenty five thousand, thirty thousand usually is kind of the cutoff. But right. uh, go to your local bank, they'll. Because I think a lot of people don't, they don't think that, hey, if I'm going to put 250000 down and I only want to borrow twenty five or 50000 or whatever the number is. Because, you know, here's the thing. When you go out there and you start shopping, at that phase of your life, do you really want to settle? I wouldn't. I mean, if you, you to get that third stall garage or to get that one amenity, that four season porch, or maybe get the, the unit that's on the end of the building so that you, you know, and then you're going to live there for 20 years. An extra, you know, $25,000 you'll forget about when you gain the lifestyle that you really want, you know, I don't know. You know, you guys touched on it uh, earlier in the show uh, as far as moving, somebody uh, downsizing, whatever, getting rid of a uh, single-family home and getting a condo uh, like downtown Minneapolis, for example. What what do people like about that? What's what, what's the attraction or Gosh, attractions? I'll, t- I'll tell you what, Danny, uh, great question. Um, mm-hmm. I'll, last, well, was it last year? Last year, yeah, I sold three urban cabins. And it was really kind of their weekend kind mm-hmm. of condos for people. Hmm. And it was really kind of interesting. And, and the, the common theme was we want to see if we like it yep. or not and be able to check it out. But th- what they're using it for is to come down and go to the, you know, concerts or sporting events or, you know, the theater um, and using that and just kind of hanging out downtown. I, I just had Rob and Patty move all the way down from Virginia. They bought the uh, Urban Cabin this week. And, and that's exactly to, to get close to the daughters that are – just graduated from college, and they but they're from Virginia, so they're up there enjoying life and and having the benefits of being up north. But yet now they have a great place to stay, and they can extend their stays a little longer and, and have uh, that that connection and that fun. And it's you think about it, it's a reverse psychology kind of a thing where you yeah. know they're they're used to living in God's country, and then they want to come down here and kind of get involved with the the, the culture, the theaters, the restaurants, restaurants uh, too. The, yeah. Oh, for sure. I mean, yeah. how how much fun will that be for those guys? Yeah, I think sometimes they got to get used to. City living too, you know that some of that stuff kind of scares them a little. Oh yeah, like where you're gonna, well, where you're I, walking. I noticed and what that when I'm driving by. around just in my car, and they're like, "Oh my god, oh my god, oh my!" And yeah. they're just like, "How can you handle this?" And I'm swerving in with my truck and around and doing my stuff. And there's traffic issues. There's I didn't. Those two didn't say that, but other people have said that. I'll tell you what. Let's do. Let's uh, take a break. We have a, a more show to come here, so don't go away. This is the real estate show. On 830 WCCO, we'll be back. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. And welcome back to this portion of the Real Estate Show here on 830 WCCO. Chris and Andy, of course, we mentioned it earlier. It's Chris's birthday today. He'll be celebrating pretty much uh, throughout the rest of the day and tonight. So it's probably good that you have a week to to recuperate. (laughs) It's your your 30th, uh, 21st birthday or whatever they say. Yeah, and happy birthday. There you go. All right, we have a, a few a few minutes to go, and Trav is with us uh, today as well. Where, where else are we going with this? Now? Well, we've been talking about associations, uh, advantages and disadvantages. Andy kind of hit on when we were talking about the pumpkins. Um, it is it is an association. It's hard to personalize. Yeah. You know, that sometimes, you know, you want to plant the flowers. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they might not let you do that. You want to, you know, you always wanted a red door. 
well, you can't have a red door. You know, yep. those kind of things are um, sometimes that's that's hard for people. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I, I, I got a solution for you guys. So I, I got a, in the in the parade of homes. I want you guys to come check me out here. I've got a there's a development in Lionel Lakes called North Point. And this is where it was a townhouse development that originally had uh, kind of uh, defunct and it was reborn as single family lots, but they're narrow, smaller lots. So they're the size of a normal detached townhouse. And you get the, the townhouse feel detached, and we've got units under 300000 And so you can move up there. There's We have slab on grade. So those of you that are on wheels that want to roll around easy, this is a great way to do that. Um, they also have walkout version. And, and so the parade number that you want to go to in your book is uh, 373. And come on up there. It's across the street from the actual model. When you look at the model in the parade, it shows a split entry, but there's actually a really cute rambler across the street I want you to see. Or come on up to Chestnut Creek. And that's number uh, 398, and that is a walkout Rambler, 1,400-square-foot Rambler. So if you want to see what 1,400 square feet feels like, and just go up there, check it out, and then you'll really appreciate that walkout basement because then when the kids come over or whatever, you've got that space to expand into. Um, I think, Andy, what's interesting, you talk about that 1,400 square feet. Mm-hmm. There's sometimes that I've seen 1,400 square feet that feels bigger than 1,700 square feet. Mm-hmm. It's just in how it's designed and used. Because yep. I'll tell you, sometimes you can with create like pathways that mm-hmm. you don't really need to create, but with a really good design, you can really accomplish. Uh, well, a and lot. I look at new construction too, and I, I see people all the time mis- misdiagnose themselves with what they need. They well, I need three bedrooms and a den and a four season porch, and by the time we're done, we're over two thousand square feet, and that house now is a four hundred and fifty thousand dollar Rambler, versus utilizing the space downstairs. And so what's happening is we're getting smarter with our design. With the walkout-style basement, you can add two more bedrooms. You can add a family room, another bathroom. You can have all that storage you want. You can have a woodworking shop in your basement. You don't need now to have that three-stall garage up. You can actually put your hobby shop down in the basement. We can put a garage door in there, Denny. So you can even put your golf cart in there. You can whatever you want to do with this this house. Um, and then, you know, I think that the, the key thing there, though, is, is that um, we also do things like storage above garages now, doing attic storage trusses and things like that that add that extra space. Being smart was smaller. And also the efficiencies. You guys would not believe how efficient these houses are. To, you know, And then you can still put the uh, flowers on the deck or you can put the flower pots out in the front yard. So I don't mean to make it an infomercial, but I think that we've worked really hard at designing a product like this that will actually accommodate that. So I've got two opportunities there. So come on out and visit us again. I always wanted to ask uh, you guys about as far as new construction. And my wife and I have talked about this for years. You go on, on a cruise ship mm-hmm. and every single square inch is usable. Yeah, mm-hmm. have, have have builders over the example. years become uh, more uh, more efficient like that, or it's still no? They they want to be the the problem is the customer the customer comes in and yeah. they're the ones that yeah. that don't want that efficiency. Like we've got some of our two stories that maximize every square foot upstairs, and then they say, "Oh, this looks too cramped or too oh, okay. you know." And, and so what happens is they want the big open lofts and they want the big you know. I want to be able to see twenty feet across the upper level to the other bedrooms, and that's where that design is really. We follow the consumer. Um, we try to tell them what they want, but they don't listen. So we. <laughs> it's it's funny you, you talk about that, and and sometimes, I mean, th- it's the builders that need to bring it out. When I was doing yeah. construction, we had a great uh, designer, Steve Lemke, um, that he's like, okay, Chris, we're gonna we're gonna make this office. And it was just this like this little room, like a little drop off room. And I said, you're nuts. There's no way mm-hmm. that anyone's gonna buy into that, and it became a phenomenon. And you know now everyone does it, but. Uh, yeah, and it's sad. He just he just passed away this last oh, week, so that kind of stunk. But uh, anyways, um, it's kind of kind of interesting when you d- design. 
it makes such a difference when you do it. And, I, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm serious because I was just at a, a market analysis that it was a 1,400-square-foot uh, Rambler, you know, and we're kind of kind of trying to compete against 1,700 square feet. And it's like, gosh, this one just feels so much better. Everything they did, every nick and cranny, kind of like the teeny house thing, they, take, they took advantage of everything, but it still felt really big mm-hmm. in the open area. So That's awesome. Yeah, so that was good. Travis, rates are staying great. I mean, still really yeah, good they've stuff. Actually, yeah, they've actually gone down a little bit uh, last couple weeks. I mean, they're, they're high threes, yeah. you know, 30-year no fixed. Yeah. Um, something pretty good. Fantastic. Oh. How do people get a hold of you? Yep, uh, 952-689-6550. Uh, otherwise, just uh, so uh, Bay Equity. Bay Equity Home Loans, Lakeville. In Lakeville. And Travis will coach you through and walk you through if you're thinking about buying an association, maintained property, the things to look for. He's got all those checklists. So give him a buzz. Um, I always say he's a great guy to go to for that kind of a resource. And then you also do traditional stuff. You've even got new construction products, but we just don't have enough time to talk about everything. You're a full-service lender, and everybody listening could probably benefit from your services. Yep. Next week's going to be interesting, Denny. Yeah. we we'll down at the Cambria Gallery. We're going to be uh, taking the show on the road, just downstairs. I thought you guys said I think I it was by popular studio. demand they wanted to see Andy again. Oh, I no. think so, So he too. could hug yeah. the babies and sign autographs. But we'll have, uh, it's kind of we'll an... we busy ex- at the buffet and all the free food. And extend it to, you mentioned the Parade of Homes. Yeah. But uh, from what they t- tell me, we'll be, after our broadcast, we'll be taking a bunch of folks... To a couple of luxury home tours. Oh, that's going to be great. That'll be fun. And Denny, you're driving, right? I'm, I'm, I'm in the chauffeur <laughs> uniform. <laughs> yeah, well, I so think the theme, the theme, guys, is obviously Cambria. So we're sure. going to see some amazing uh, oh, design yeah. opportunities. I'm really excited. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about Parade Homes. We started talking about that yeah. uh, on the show today. and uh, Well, today's the launch, Denny, here. Yeah, okay. about, uh, about an hour from now, we're going to have the launch. It opens up officially at noon to 6. There's 406 houses around the Twin Cities from today through October 1st. Um, it's free. It's open, and they have the uh, the books at the Holiday Gas Station stores. Um, go in there, grab a book, and circle up the ones you want to see, and get out there and look at those houses because it's a great time of year to list your house. And um, what's really cool, Denny, is that even if you started the process now, you're probably going to move in in February or March of next year, but that's the beginning of the great selling season again. We kind of start in that February-March season where that spring market gets hot. So you could probably even time it perfectly and move from one right into the other and make it easy. See, a lot of great ideas. Yeah. Andy, when people are out there um, looking to purchase on that it's through the parade, mm-hmm. when do they usually make the commitment? Is Do they wait till the last weekend and then, okay, this is the one I'm going with? Or do you get them on that first weekend? Well, you know, sometimes we do when people have been doing their homework. The, the, the thing is, is that we have people coming in fully researched. They're not walking in the door with a cup of coffee saying, we've never thought about this before. They've researched the five top builders in that area. You're one of three people they're probably down to interviewing. And then it comes down to what lots do you have? Or can you build on my lot or my lake lot? And then we really go through that almost an interview process. Can we accommodate what you guys want? And then can we accommodate your budget? And then you sit down and you just bid it out. And the thing that's crazy is that a lot of people think there's a commitment. And really there's no commitment between you and that builder or that real estate agent until you've signed papers. And so Go through the exercise, you know, get the uh, the, the numbers down on paper and, and bid out your dream house. Yeah. I mean, what, what does it cost you? It costs you nothing other than your time. So go in there, bid out your dream house, see if it's going to work for you. Call Travis to get it financed and uh, and then make it happen. As we head out of here, how do we get in touch with each one of you guys? ChrisRooney.com is mine. I'm uh, Prasky, P-R-A-S-K-Y.com. And you can uh, or find us out at uh, 398 or 373 this weekend. Well, I think, right. too, Andy, I mean, they can go to our Facebook page where we put all this stuff on there. 
real estate radio. Yeah, I'm going to link. I'll link a bunch of them yeah. on there for okay, the good. listeners too. Yeah, we got a bunch of opens too. Trev, how about you? Uh, just BayEquityHomeLoans.com. Uh, Very good. All right. We'll be back again next week with a special show. Hope you can join us here on 830-WCCO. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.